Welcome to The Glow Up. I'm Bianca Likes and this is our Air VIP Power of Women mini-series where we're sitting down with some of the country's best and brightest female entrepreneurs. We'll be finding out how they built their businesses and the secrets to their success. The Glow Up podcast is brought to you by Air, Ireland's number one business broadband provider and title sponsor of the Air VIP Publishing Power of Women Awards. AIR's purpose is to connect for a better Ireland and as Ireland's largest telecommunications provider, they are committed to delivering the best broadband and mobile experience empowering small businesses right across the country. Power your way through the working day with Ireland's most reliable broadband speeds only with AIR Fibre Broadband from just £34.99 a month. Pair that with the best 5G network availability on AIR Business Mobile and you'll stay connected wherever you go. To find out more about Air Business, visit air.ie forward slash business, go into your local store or call one of their business specialists on 1-800-220-200. Today, I'm joined in studio by the highly acclaimed and incredibly cool Irish designer, artist and winner of our creative award, Helen Steele. You're a winner, Helen, but you know, you win, you're winning everything. I mean, I just, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. But I bet you're surprised. I bet you're surprised. I bet you never thought back in your school days when you had undiagnosed ADHD and were getting trouble all over the place that <laughs> a couple of decades later, you'd be sweeping the awards boards. Yeah, it's it's just this year as well. Like, I, I can't really, believe it. Yeah. Just this year. Just this year. Yeah, it's mad. Mad, mad, mad. So... Take us through, um, I'm not going to say take us through your life because we'd we'll be here we'll be here for, for hours. Yes, because um, it's very long. It's very, very old. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just a lot to tell. It's just been, it's just been <laughs> colourful like your art. But um, okay, let, let's, let's look at this year first, or 2023. So what happened in 2023? Like what, what made it so, was it a special year? Was it a good year? Yeah, it's been yeah. an incredible year. Yeah. I think it's, God, it's been, oh my God, I would say one of the best years in business for me. So and why? I have no, well, actually, you know what? It's not like I'd, I have no idea. I know that it's a lot of work, It it that it's taken a lot of work to get to where it is. So, um, and there's been like a lot of kind of a couple of months where there was, maybe half a day off or, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so there's no time off? N- very little time off. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, you know, the reality is I love my job. So a lot of the time doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it suits your personality uh, yeah. to be like, to be working like this. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and then also, um, like, everything is in the phone. Like, yeah. that's my office. Yeah. So I don't have to carry around a huge, big, heavy laptop. If I am travelling with work, obviously, I need to carry my laptop and bring it with me. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe work-life balance should be a bit better. But, I mean, when you, when you try to look at the work-life balance, are you able to balance it? Are you able to, when you have downtime, to unwind? Are you able to stop? Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, like there are there are times that I will actually just be so wrecked that I'll just like be flat, flat out, <laughs> just flat on the couch, just watching crap TV uh, with my crazy cats and my daughter usually and my son running in and out. But uh, yeah, there are times that you just get so wrecked that you know you know yourself mm. like the ideas stop coming. Uh, you, you're not able to process and think properly and then you just know 
you know, enough's enough. And you need the ideas because you need the visuals. Yeah, you, yeah. Because you have to create. Um, it must be hard to marry those two together. The the need to create because there is a commercial value attached to it. Absolutely. That's a tricky one, is it? Yeah. 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 Um, I think, uh, I think fear is the biggest driver. It's fear of, <laughs> fear of, um, you know, how good is the next collection going to be? How good is the artwork? How good is the imagery? Do I have everything in place? Because I've kind of developed a really good routine. I have a fantastic team around me, amazing team in Duns. Um, so I'm really lucky my kids are that bit older. I'm not spending half a week traveling um, up and down on the roads. Um, I'm quite cautious with my work travel as well. I'm not traveling to um, like the to, I'm not doing long haul as much anymore because I just think it's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, everything can be done virtually from that end of of mm-hmm. the scale. So, um, yeah. So I think it's just it's a better way of working. So mm-hmm. the ideas, um, they're uh, yeah. I've I've I think I've kind of trained my brain in mm-hmm. a way to, mm-hmm. um, to have a better to have a better switch off, to be able to, like, I think if I lost my phone, I'd be dead because everything is in that. <laughs> we all would be though. We all would be dead yeah. if we lost our phone. Yeah. And the images I have and the I'm images, constantly yes. taking yeah. images. And yeah. I, I think the more you work at something, the more time you spend at something, the more your brain is trained, the more your eyes are trained yeah. to work in a certain way and to spot things. Yeah, yeah. So you always know, like you could nearly see it coming up. Yeah. There's times I nearly crashed the car, like trying to I take know. images. But that that's why I find sometimes that like stopping then um kind of breaks that um continuum in a way, like it does. Yeah. But the problem is if you don't stop, yeah, then you're in trouble. Because then you hit a wall. Yeah. Um but I yeah, I, I dunno, I think I'm in a, a pretty good groove at the moment. Yeah. I think I'm in a nice routine where it's it's just constant yeah um and and the other thing is as well like um I'm in the city um I can run in a park or I don't I used to feel to be honest I used to feel feel frightened walking and running Mm -hmm. in the countryside Mm -hmm. um not everyone is like that but I am I didn't feel safe so I actually feel safer believe it or not running Mm -hmm. in the city Mm -hmm. uh, because there's loads of people around Mm -hmm. um and then I have a treadmill uh treadmill in in uh the house and I have like a table that uh sits over it and I work from that as well as, as can walk. you can you run and write at the same time? No God no walk and walk, walk and write absolutely walk, walk, and walk at a, a good speed. A good speed. Yeah. Now you told me before that you need what did you tell me you need twenty thousand steps a day? No ten thousand steps 10, 000 10, 000 steps. steps a day to be able yeah. to like knock yourself off at night time. Yeah and half of that needs to be a good run. Right. Yeah. And do you have to run and walk every day? Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. And if you didn't, unless I'm sick, unless you're sick, yeah. Well, maybe you're you're off the hook today. Then maybe because you have a cold. I have. Yeah. I've got a cold. Yeah. Um, right. So look, you mentioned Monaghan there. So let's talk about that for a moment. Um, I've obviously been to your studio. In you Monaghan, have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, like going into it, it's like it's like a secret. It's like a, a secret sanctuary. <laughs> Do you okay. think? Yeah, well, I, okay, this is, okay, me looking from the outside in, always wanted to be an artist, uh, can't paint for my really? life. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it's just the creative side of it. I just adore it. Um, paint pots everywhere, you know, 
drip paint drips all over paint brushes you and your overalls like oh my god heaven um I know for you it's your it must be a, well I know there's as we spoke earlier on there's a commercial side to it yeah. but it has to be a sanctuary for you in a way and I know you said before that those painting days are your favorite days where the business side is just a bit more of a challenge yeah so is it a sanctuary for you uh, oh absolutely yeah yeah Absolutely. And in fact, when I first moved to Dublin, um, I didn't have somewhere to paint. So I used to paint in my bedroom and I used to get up in the middle of the night to go to the loo and sometimes slip over the paintings because I wasn't used to, you yeah. know, the the I room. I thought you were going to say slip a little paint, oh, paint yeah. on, the, on the canvas. If only, if Being only. Being inspired in the middle of the night on the way to the jacks. No, no, no. But to the right of my bed was like, it, mm. there's an amazing huge big bay window and that's where I used to, I used to paint in, in that. But there'd be a couple of times that like, like it was, it, there was such little room left that the paintings were edging over yeah. to near the edge of my bed. Yeah. And there were a few times that like I stepped in paint and then walked it through the room and then back <laughs> into the bed. Like it was just a mess. Um, and I think I, I reached tipping point when I had COVID and I was just surrounded by the work and painting. And yeah, it was just, I was what just were the, like. What were those pieces like? Actually, they were, um, it, it was like some of this stuff came out last winter. It was last um, kind of December, January's collection with Dunn's. And um, yeah, the, the, I really liked it. Really? Yeah, it was mad. It was like, it was um, like when I was really, the first couple of days I wasn't able to do anything. But then as I felt a little bit better, um yeah, it was it was really it was it was kind of therapeutic as well because I couldn't leave the room. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed to was do it some... darker because you're you're you you love color? Yes, they were definitely they were. You know what? The color was definitely darker, a little bit more muted. Yeah, uh, more kind of renewable and uh, kind of greens and kind of berry tones and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because you told me before that um, during times when you're you're not feeling a hundred percent that you wear black. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, and you went through a phase of wearing black, whereas now it's color. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I lived in black for I'd say a good four or five years. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what? Black is a powerful color, though. Mm. If if you really want to, if I really want to concentrate on say the admin end of things. I, I'm usually in like the black soft touch mm. uh, uh, tracksuit that I wear, top and joggers that I, that we create with Duns, um, because it's so soft. You don't even yeah. actually it's you you feel nearly you mm. don't even know you're wearing yeah. anything. It just it's like a second skin, um, and there's no kind of because of the ADHD I'm easily distracted yeah. so there's no distraction mm. um, so I do find it a powerful colour you can disappear in it well it's a shade but I do find it powerful you can disappear in it um, whereas with colour yeah you definitely brought to life I mean it's mm. I, it's a shade black's a shade not a colour black a black and white are shades they're shades why yeah. because there's variations of them yeah yeah. well there's variations of lots of different colours yeah well what's uh, a colour then so the, there's well there's the three primary colours, right. which all other colours are made up of. So red, blue and yellow. Okay. And every other colour is made from that. Now, tell me about the first time that you remembered painting. Oh, um, I think um, my mum, because it like I was so hyper, 
I think I was the first kind of mad, mad my older, were you younger. Little, were you nightmare? Did you drive everybody mad at home? I did because I just, I couldn't regulate myself to, to even go to sleep. <laughs> Everything was just too simulating or frightening or, you know. And to be and to be very <laughs> honest, we grew up like the house we grew up in was built in the eighteen fifties. It was haunted. Like was it? I remember the telephone wires. Do you remember the old school yeah, telephone? Yeah, yeah. They used to swing by themselves. Ah, I swear to God, like there's so many of my friends used to tell me that house was definitely haunted. There was so many things that happened, like presses used to open and oh, open stop. by themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I remember my brother said he got pushed out of the bed one night, no one else in the bed. Um, there was one particular room that was definitely haunted. So to be fair, like I, I actually slept, <laughs> this is so bad, with crucifix under my pillow <laughs> for literally, I would say, 16 years. Um, so maybe there was a reason why I was scared in that house and couldn't sleep or regulate myself. But um, my mum used to give me uh, colouring in pencils when it was raining to kind of just... Mm. get me to concentrate on something, get me to calm down. Um, but I, one memory that definitely um, sticks with me was we were, and I didn't know at the time, it was in junior infants and we were painting for like, you know, in Montessori and junior infants, yeah. you're always painting yeah. as as a, yeah. as a young kid. You're always like in with crayons and you're getting murdered for like yeah. cr- putting crayons on the walls, which are a nightmare to get off. And, um, but I do remember being in, um, in junior infants and making this kind of trying to do a beach and everyone else's beach was fantastic. And <laughs> Of course. Of course. (laughs) I got too excited and carried away and I was like going mad with the colour and then I ended up with this big brown blob and I was like, well, that's a fucking mess. And and then I was like, you know what, I probably need to like put I can't just, you know, everyone else's is so good. So I remember thinking on the spot going, okay, I've got to put a story around this. Um, what's going to... So I had the, like all these little kids going to this big mad rock yeah. that was basically just a mess uh, with balloons and it was called the Balloon Rock. I mean, and that's what I called it. But I ended up winning the Texaco art competition <laughs> with my brown blob. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Oh, Couldn't believe it. And oh. you remember, this mm. is your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember... I remember when I was given the award thinking, oh my God, this is, this is your life. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Mental. That is crazy. So that's like one of the, that is a memory that really, really sticks wow. with me. And I think that is one thing about creating art. It's, it's, it's the actual creation and where it brings you both like mentally and creatively. Um, and you're working in unison with something else with another medium. So sometimes you mess up yeah. and it's it's what you make of that mess. It's like life. It's incredible. You fall down yeah. and you yeah, get yeah, up, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's about what you do this with the mess. This is your life. That is starting. Oh yeah, no, that's just no, but I remember, insane. It reminds me as well of a story. In the studio, I interviewed Deirdre Kane, um last year, I think it was, and I asked her for her earliest memory. Yeah. And her earliest memory was age three, yeah. being brought to a fetch kill with her sisters and brothers because they were performing in it. Oh, yeah. And she waddled out onto stage, um, not doing anything, like just, you know, following the brothers and sisters, whatever. And as she left, they all clapped. Oh, wow. And it was the sound of applause. 
And it was that sound. That was her first memory is the sound of applause. Isn't that crazy? Wow. But isn't it similar to your story? Yeah. This is your life. And it ended up being your life. I yeah. Mean, art is your life. Well, it's, it has given you an incredible life. It has. And it's, it's given a, you an outlet. Yeah. Even more. It's, even more it's so. like another, it is another side of me. It's because without it, I wouldn't have had that. Just, I don't know what I would have done. I wouldn't have had that way of kind of yeah. self-regulating and uh, being able to concentrate. And yeah. I, I don't think I would have. It really worked. I yeah. was like, yeah. hats off to my mom, like yeah. for just, because, you know, it was always rainy and yeah. the days she couldn't kick me out and make me run around the garden mm. <laughs> 20 times, mm. let me hear the running. Uh, the days that, it, and to be honest, she did throw me out in the rain as well, but when it was too rainy, yeah. you were given a packet of crayons to or or wow. colouring in pencils and off you go. You know the way they say that your career shouldn't define you, but yeah, it does. I think it does in a way from from that aspect. I I really do yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it started with the art, mm-hmm. and um, and then from that really came the designing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So that's why it was important. I felt uh, and we felt at, at VIP that we nominated you in the creative category this year Thank because you. it the foundation what was was yeah. was paint. Oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Like I, I did do a degree in fashion design and marketing, but like the foundation was always paint. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, when when I, I remember when I finished college I remember working in a company at the time like there used to be loads of manufacturing um companies here in Ireland in the kind of early to mid 90s and I remember when I finished college um standing on the pattern cutting floor and listening to like M people playing and I was cutting away and um I just remember going like I'm really crap at the sewing part. Mm. Like they're putting me on the pattern cutting tables because I actually really love it. But and I was assisting their pat- pattern cutter, um, but no one would let me near a sewing machine because I was an absolute disaster. I remember going, I actually need to find something else mm-hmm. that I'm good at. And all along I'd been painting and mm. I'm and even in college just to kind of get extra money. I used to sell flowers in nightclubs at the weekends, which was horrific. But um, <laughs> and we used to, um, I used to create paintings as well and sell them on Marion Square and Stephen's Green. And um, and I remember it was the creating the paintings that I always really loved. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the band, it was creating the paintings and selling them on Marion Square and Stephen's Green. Um, the band, the band. So did you oh, mentioned yeah, the yeah. band. Okay, sorry, yeah. you've never mentioned the Have band. Have I not? No, no. Tell me about the band. Oh, so tell me about the band. Okay, so everyone else was really, really good. I was fucking horrific. What were you? Um, I so I I was always into uh, when I was in um, secondary school. I had my voice trained, and um, which my mom said was the biggest waste of money because mm-hmm. I ended up being in like a thrash metal band just screaming and um, you needed to scream we needed to scream um, but but uh, so I, I, I like used to sing kind of opera in school and that kind of thing um, and classical uh, kind of stuff but um, when I left school um, I kind of messed around in a couple of bands and then um I actually auditioned for Girl Zone. Do you remember Girl Zone? <laughs> yeah, you're so not a Girl Zone girl. No, you're not a Girl way. Zone girl. <laughs> I remember auditioning for that and getting down to the last 12. Valerie Rowe was the manager and getting down to the last 12. And um, I remember 
get, we got like contracts from Polygram Records at the time. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. And I remember my dad was going away and he goes, you sign that and you're out of the house. There's no get out clause. There's, you know, it was kind of yeah. pretty prohibitive. It was a standard yeah. music yeah. recording contract for someone who's like not creating the music mm. or, um, and um, so I remember going, oh God, okay, fine. Because like I kind of need somewhere to live. live. So. <laughs> that was the end of that? <laughs> that was the end of that. Um, but that kind of got um, me interested again. And then um, there was a friend of mine, her brother played the guitar and he was in college with this other guy who was a drummer and his next door neighbour was really good at the bass guitar. So yeah, we were in a band for a few years and we gigged around. We were really bad. They were amazing musicians. I used to sing off key, screech, were, scream. Were, and were you the mate with the lead singer? Yeah. yeah. So the lyrics were <laughs> utter, like diarrhea. But it was really enjoyable, like, except for one time I do remember we were playing in uh, what's used to be Eamon, Eamon Dorns, was yeah. it? Yeah. We were playing there and someone, we, we never, we were, in, we were always backing up someone. And I remember someone urinated into plastic glass and threw it up Lovely. on on the stage <laughs> and I just remembered the speakers were really warm and the smell and just going why am oh I doing dear. this well, yeah. but it was great fun yeah, yeah. really great good experience fun. great yeah. experience yeah. anyway I rudely interrupted you there when you were talking all about um, cutting on the on the floor um uh, so I want to go back there for a minute because yeah. the the paint is for the 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 paint pieces that you do then inspire or no sorry there's the basis for the fabric because yeah. then the fabric gets printed yeah you could explain all the the, the how it's done to me yeah um and then we see your we see all your pieces in costume online on your website and then also in done stores all the athleisure wear stuff yeah so that side of your work is very kind of business driven, I suppose, in a way. So trying yeah. to marry that creative side with that business side. How have you managed to do that? God, a wing and a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, I've I had some I've had some really good luck on the way. I got some really good business advice. Um, I, I remember when I when I was still in college, I was I did FOSS at the time, did a how to set up your own mm-hmm. business. Uh, and I so I did that and um, I think that helped but I remember going back to the cutting room mm. floor going like I was looking at say uh, like Quinn and Donnie at the time or John Galliano, Vivian Westwood and yeah. I was going like they're all really exceptional at what they do like and they're mm. amazing at sewing and twalling and mm. you know it's, it's innate in them and I, I kept thinking you know what I have to have something that makes me unique mm. to mm. that. I yeah. have to find something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, well, you know what? The the painting is probably if I could somehow mix the painting and and, you know, tell a story with that, because I kind of mm. always thought I was kind of good at telling a story. So I was so that kind of got me thinking, you know, I'm really enjoying the painting. Mm. If I want to set up my own label, th- this was at the time. I need to finance it. The painting is going to finance it. So I started painting on T-shirts and stuff like that. It didn't really work out. Um, and then I got married and um, had Chloe and I was paint, still continuing to paint at the time and then showing um, in at different exhibitions and was with a couple of galleries. Um, and then I decided, you know what, the 
a couple of, fast forward a couple of years after that, um, I I was with a couple of galleries in like in Miami and Berlin and London. Um, I, I you know was making an okay mm. kind mm. of living from painting. Um, and then the recession happened and the mm. ass fell out of the market. Mm. I mean, you need clothes to wear. You need to clothe your body. <laughs> do you, you do not need no. art no. to clothe your body. It's not an essential. Yes, it is wonderful. Um, it's an essential to me, but obviously. Put art on fabric and you're on for a winner, yeah. says you. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, so. And, and then at the time I was showing, literally at the time of the crash, I was showing at an art fair in the Middle East the... Um, the woman who owned the gallery was, she was an American woman uh, married to one of the Omani royal family. So we had a very strict dress code. Mm. So I bought an abaya online and hijab and burqa and kind of looked at the, mm -hmm. like the shape and stuff like that. And um, I got in touch with a printers in um, the Netherlands and I made some, kind of drawings and stuff like that, put them onto print files, sent them to them. The fabric came back printed and I just printed up clothes that wow. were kind of respectful and uh, wore them at on the stand at the exhibition. And it was over there that a buyer for um, a store in the Middle East saw the stuff and it kind of went from there. My gosh. And then your collection with Dunn's took you to a whole new level. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Like, um, I think to be fair and very brutally honest, um, if you're a designer in, in Ireland and if you want to remain living in Ireland, it's very hard to sustain that mm. just by, say, mm. wholesale or even a DTC, even direct to consumer. It's precarious. Mm -hmm. And, um, it done stores has just it brought me my work uh, even the way I work to a whole other level um, what I've learned with them since I've been with them is just exceptional um, the team I'm with are exceptional the drive I mean it's it's so bloody exciting it really is it's, you're just working on a completely different level and um yeah, I'm so incredibly thankful for it. They're an incredible company to work with, meticulous with every single aspect of what they're creating and ultimately what you're creating. And it's taught me to to be that way. Yeah, it's invaluable. I'm so proud of you. Why? I'm so proud of Why? You. I don't know. I just thank you. I don't know. I mean, I I think I think what you've done has been amazing. And yeah. I think, you know, being able to find those little niches in the market and to put something that, you know, really helped you um, and to put it onto fabric, a simple thing like that is just genius. I think it's so smart. I, I don't know? know if it's genius. Do you know what? I think it's just absolute luck. It goes back to that that time when I was the ki a kid yeah, we, and that we, painting. We make our look. Just, we make our look. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of hard work as yeah, well. But yeah. you Exactly. It's through, it's through, graft that you're here um, but are you proud of yourself I mean do, do, you, do you class what you have now as success um, no no <laughs> um, I, I I do I know that I'm nowhere near where I want to go where do you want to go 
I don't know. Well, I do know, but I'm afraid if I say it, I'll drink it. Okay. Oh, actually, yes. Well, I mean, I know that some stuff went over to New York, yeah. didn't it? To, yeah, it's over there now. It's over there now. And then some they're pieces. taking stuff to New York Fashion Week um, in February. But... Um, Are we jinxing it by saying that now? No, 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 no not that. No, like, do you know what? I... I, I'm extreme. I know I'm extremely lucky to be in the position that I'm in, but it can, it can go like that. Can it? Oh, f- absolutely. Absolutely. And I know it can because I've been back there where I thought, you know, that I was on a steady path and that everything was going really well. And, and then suddenly like, um, you know, my marriage broke up. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of, of stuff that I never kind of thought I would have to deal with. And you know what? That's just life. Mm-hmm. But um, and then my investors pulled out and um, and I it was it was I was left with nothing. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just back to scratch. What you know, I had my kids and mm-hmm. obviously that is the most important thing in my life. And it really made me realise what is important. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I was there, right, well, how can I start? Mm-hmm. And at the shame that I felt, mm-hmm. you know, the investors pulling out and um, I had really good friends who like didn't charge me for photography or makeup mm-hmm. or um, styling. And um, so I was able to, and then I was able to like you to, scrape together enough to make a collection costume were amazing um and so you know everything was really really small mm. it was tiny and all I could do at that time was just look after my kids mm. mind my kids and just try and grow this tiny little like bud again um and and then I just kind of struggled for a couple of years to try and make things mm-hmm. work and make ends meet. And then, then Dunst came along yeah. and my life changed. And now you have a flower factory. A flower <laughs> factory. <laughs> yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's a good way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have grown yourself a flower factory. Thank God. Um, well, well done to you. Uh, congratulations um, once again on this brilliant win. Thank you for joining in this podcast today. Thank and, you. Uh, love you loads. Helen, Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> Before we go, thanks again to our sponsors Air, Ireland's number one business broadband provider. Head over to air.ie forward slash business to find out more about their unlimited business broadband from just 34 99 a month. <laughs>